Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hey, what's up, y'all? Alan Kenny, host of Blayton Homers and Podcasts, part of Crimson and Cream Machine on the SB Nation network of podcasts. Uh, it's time for our next round of picks trying not to suck for the 2020 season. Uh, so let's go ahead. Welcome on the Skinny to talk with us uh, about uh, how he sees the next week playing out. So, Skin Man, what's going on? Oh, you know, smarting a little bit from that uh, week one spanking I took with these picks. But, uh, you know, hopefully we'll get it right here in week two. Yeah, last week uh, I, I ended up going four and zero. My fifth pick uh, involved Houston, who <laughs> missed their fourth game, and I believe they're not playing again this week. So, uh, but I, I went four and zero last week. Skinny went two and three. Uh, I hit on uh, Central Florida minus seven and a half. Um, let's see here. Georgia State plus seventeen. Notre Dame laying the twenty five and a half and Navy plus seven. Uh you had uh Oklahoma State minus twenty three and a half. That didn't that's a no go. Duke, uh they were favored, lost outright. Louisville lost outright. Uh you also had N D and you also had Navy. All right. So going into this week, uh I've got a, a two game lead or so. Uh let's go ahead we'll go ahead and get started here and uh then at the end of the uh end of the uh episode we'll talk a little bit about uh how we th- see things playing out for OU this week against Kansas State. But let's jump right in. Uh Skinny, I'll go ahead and let you uh let you start us off. What's your first game? All right, I'm I'm starting out here in the uh, I'm going to be a little ACC heavy this week, but um, I'm looking at I know I know I'm looking at Georgia Tech going into Syracuse. Um, you know, obviously Georgia Tech's kind of coming off that bad beat, uh, and you know I think you know obviously last week that was a good call on your part. They're living off of a win that that probably wasn't what we expected. Um, you know, and then you look at Syracuse. I know, uh, you know, Tommy DeVito is is out, um, but actually his backup, Culpepper, you know, statistically played pretty well last week. Uh, you know, I'm going to take Q's at home uh, by more than a touchdown. They're getting eight points. All right. So let's see here. That's Syracuse plus eight. All right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think Georgia Tech's particularly good, but, man, Syracuse is also really bad. I looked a long time at that one, but I just couldn't come up with the side there um all right so skinny's on q's plus eight okay i will go ahead i'm gonna go this is a popular one with just about everybody but i'm gonna go ahead and get on board with uh, kentucky plus seven and a half at auburn uh i just don't think that the gap between those two teams is that big um, I'm not in love with Bo Nix. I think that he uh, it's a it was kind of a nice story, but I don't think he's a great quarterback. Kentucky's just you know they're they're really solid. I'm sure that they'll defend pretty well, keep this game close. I don't know if they'll end up winning, but uh, I like 
if you're going to give me seven and a half here, I'll take it with the Wildcats. Yeah, that line does seem a little odd to me, too. I, I don't know. I guess that's just why – I don't know. I think the fact everybody's on it just makes me a little uh, a little hesitant. But, yeah, if I was going, I would go, I'd go the, with the Wildcats. All right, so that's Kentucky plus 7.5. What's your second game? Oh, man, this these first couple of weeks, these slates of games. Um, Louisville, <laughs> Louisville, I'm looking at Louisville again, uh, going to Pitt. Um, you know, I think Louisville, you know, again, pretty good offensively. Pitt, uh, you know, pretty good defensively. You know, and then on kind of the other side of the ball, uh, Louisville got torched. Uh, we'll see if that's just because uh, D.R. King and Miami are really good on offense or not. But, um, you know, I, 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 I'm I going to go ahead and take Louisville uh, plus two and a half on the road here. Ah, I've got it actually at plus three. Uh, oh, did it move since I? Yeah, you know what, too? I'm going to go the opposite way on this one. I, this is one of mine oh, okay, also. Okay, Corso. Yeah, <laughs> like not so fast. I've, I like the Panthers here. I like Pitt. Uh, for one thing, I like their new quarterback there, uh, Kenny Pickett. Um and then I've also, you know, I've, I've paid attention to their past couple games, watch and looking at the box scores and whatnot. They've left a ton of points on the field. Um, you know, they've had cases where, you know, they've thrown like an end zone interception or they've missed a field goal. You know, I mean, and you look at how Syracuse, I mean, they barely, Syracuse barely moved the ball on them last week. Trust me, I don't think Pitt's some kind of juggernaut or anything like that, but it's a solid team. Uh, I was didn't like what I saw out of Louisville last week either, so I'm going to go ahead. I'll lay the three with the Panthers, uh, and so we've we got a head to head here. This is going to uh, this is going to be big down the stretch. Yeah, I know. I need this one. All right, so give me your what's your next one? All right, another another game. Everyone's going to be watching. Um, looking at Kansas, yes, Kansas. Going to Baylor, uh, you know it's it's interesting with Kansas. Like it seems every year. Like I looked going back to 2015, uh, you know it seems like they lose to some awful. <laughs> no offense to Coastal Carolina because they're probably better than people think. Team, you know whether it's it's uh, Nickel State or Coastal Carolina twice or North Dakota State, uh, you know, and then they come back to be well, you know, in the past couple years, at least somewhat respectable. Um, in, in big 12 play, I mean, maybe, that's being, maybe that's being too kind, but I mean, I mean, I guess they're not, let me put it this way. They, they don't end up being as bad as you think after that first, you know, just kind of really ugly loss, I guess is more my point. Yeah, um, that's, that's being very charitable, but <laughs> okay. I, I, I admit it, it, I, I might be stretching here, but, but re- regardless, um, Kansas has played a game. Baylor has not. Uh, and, and I just don't think much of what Baylor's going to be this year. So I'll go ahead and take Kansas getting the 17 and a half on the road. Wow. You know what? We're actually in agreement here. This is one of mine also, and I'm also going to take the points with the Jayhawks for just about all the reasons, honestly, that you, uh, laid out there. Um, you know, Baylor's had a couple games pushed back or canceled. They've had some, you know, issues with just getting personnel actually out on the field. Uh, you know, and I mean, they're learning new systems on both sides of the ball. All those guys that they had on defense last year, they're all gone. And for, I mean, Kansas played really poorly. You know, I actually watched them play Coastal Carolina just because it was one of those late games that was actually on. Uh, and, I mean, they were so bad in the first half. In the second half, they actually, I mean, 
Looked like they maybe had it a little bit more together. So I'll go ahead. And uh, this is as much anything else, though. I'm just fading Baylor at this point. So go ahead. I'll take the points also with the Jayhawks. Um, all right. What is your fourth pick? All right. Going back to the ACC, I'm looking at Florida, that Florida State-Miami game. Um, you know, again, uh, obviously Miami impressed last week. Uh, you know, and Florida State is just in all kinds of disarray with, with Mike Norvell being out, losing to Georgia Tech. Um, you know, not much to like there this week. On the other hand, I, I kind of just I, I, I'm not sure what if what we saw with Miami is is, you know, indicative of how they're going to be this year or how good they are. Um, you know, Florida State still has some decent talent. I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and take Florida State, the road dog, getting 11. Wow, here's another one where we're in agreement. Yep, I'm also going to take the Knolls plus 11. Uh, keep in mind, folks, that we don't share our picks before we do this. So, uh, you know, if there's any agreement here, it's pure coincidence. But I, I'm also I'm also on the Knolls. I honestly, I just don't believe that the differences in the rosters of these two teams is 11 points. You know, I mean, I just don't I don't see it. And on top of that, uh, you know, Miami's had some some success with really big plays. I think if you can kind of limit that, they might have a harder time moving the ball on your on you. Um, you know, I don't. I th- I think Miami's going to win this game, but eleven points to me is just too many. I'd also maybe you know if you're if you like totals, I'd look at the under here because uh, it could be it, it could end up being a little bit more of a slugfest than people think. Yeah, it, it kind of just feels like a game where Miami stock might be a little too high right now. Yeah, well, they've you know they've had two nationally televised games and blown teams out. You know, I mean, yeah, it could be. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical could be all right what's your fifth pick all right i'm gonna go back to the big 12 here i'm looking at iowa state uh going to fort worth to play tcu uh obviously what we saw from iowa state week one uh wasn't wasn't overly uh impressive but you know i still think you know and again brock purdy is probably not what we we maybe had envisioned but you know i still think iowa state's decent you know, again, this is one where I don't think a lot of TCU. And then again, this is another matchup where you have a team that's played a game versus a team that is not. So I will take Iowa State uh, as the two and a half point uh, road favorite. Yeah, that's one that I looked at also really closely. And, and I'd be with you if I'm playing that there. I'm going to go ahead and lay it with Iowa State. I feel like as, you know, as disappointing as week one was for them, I feel like maybe people are over you know kind of uh overemphasizing that a little bit too much when you consider just everything that was going on around it and you know not having charlie kohler playing and whatnot i, I mean so i i'm a, i'd be on board with that one um but my final pick uh number five i'm gonna go ahead and take uh mississippi state plus 18 at lsu uh it's mike leach's team's debut in the sec 
Uh, you know, this is a to me another pick where I'm looking at, at kind of fading a team that's had a ton of turnover. And yes, I realize the irony when you're talking about an entirely new coaching staff taking over at Mississippi State, but I mean, LSU. Everybody who was who was anybody on that team last year, for the most part, is gone, including on the coaching staff. You know, I mean, they've been changing up the defensive scheme, changing up what they're well, probably not changing what they're doing on offense so much, but you know, Joe Brady's gone now. You know, changes at quarterback. I just eighteen points. You know, for a Mike Leach team that can kind of that can score in the past has been able to score pretty quickly. To me, that's just too many. I'll go ahead and take the points with uh, the Bulldogs, although I don't, I don't see Mississippi State winning this game. Yeah, actually, that's a nice little pick. I mean, Mike Leach is the perfect coach if you you know if you want a program that can go seven and five. Yeah, you know something like that every year and be competitive. Well, Mike Leach will get it done, and he gets it done early. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's one thing. I mean, I think that part of that is is like you know his offense isn't that. Uh, complex really you know and I mean they they do so they do a few things really really well and uh, so you know I mean I think that that makes it maybe a little bit easier to install Uh, so you know they can kind of hit the ground running there and he's got a experienced quarterback although it's not a guy who necessarily is experienced in his scheme you know I mean if there's one guy who can figure out what he wants in a quarterback it's probably Leach you know all right, so let's uh, recap real quick here. My five this week, I'm taking Kentucky plus 7.5, Pitt minus 3, Kansas plus 17.5, FSU plus 11, and Mississippi State plus 18. Skinny is going with uh, Syracuse plus 8. He's also taking KU plus 17.5. He likes Louisville plus 3. Uh, he's also on the uh, Florida State plus 11 at Miami, and he's uh, going with Iowa State minus two and a half. Uh, just as a reminder, we pick five games every week, and what we're going for here is at the end of the year, we tally them all up, whoever has the best record overall. So uh, let's uh, move on now to talking about uh, Oklahoma's matchup this weekend with Kansas State. Uh, a lot of scuttlebutt <laughs> heading into this that they wouldn't even play because it sounds like Kansas State has had some serious uh, contact tracing issues. Um, but all signs at this point, as of Thursday night, are pointing to uh, the Wildcats making the trip to Norman. Uh, you know, technically for I guess this is a revenge game for OU. Uh, Sooners are big favorites here, twenty-eight points. I don't know. I mean, you know, what are your thoughts here on this one? Yeah, well, I mean, I guess first of all, I was going to say, can I just, you know, can we count as a win if they just play the game, right? But, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, you know, uh, yeah, hard to say. I mean, we've seen a limited amount from both teams, and, and particularly with OU, I mean, you know, what we saw uh, looked pretty good, right? Um, uh, but, yeah, this this seems like a, a, a big line, and I know, you know, you have to factor in uh, what's everything that's going on with K- Kansas State and the, the COVID issues, but... You know, who knows what will happen on the OU side of that equation as well. Um, You know, and and then, you know, K-State just always seems to give OU a bit of trouble. So, you know, I guess if I was going to pick this, that big a number, uh, I I guess I would pick OU. But this this is a game I would stay away from. Yeah, you know, I've been back and forth. And, I I mean, I kind of look at it the same way you you do. Um, You know, one thing – that seems to be kind of floating around out there is that Kansas State has, you know, 
uh, just been decimated in the secondary, that they've only got a few scholarship players left for this game or they'll only have a few available. I don't know if that's true or not. I wouldn't think, though, that that's something that you'd want to that, – that's a position where you'd want to have uh, any kind of issues like that going up against Oklahoma. Um, but we've also seen, I mean, Kansas state, they play that, they play real slow. They kind of like to grind. They, they like to grind drives out. Um, you know, watching their first game against Arkansas state, obviously, uh, the rebels had a lot of uh, success, you know, throwing to Jay Adams or Joe Adams, Jay Adams, whatever they call him, Adams on the outside, big guy who was uh, going one-on-one with their corners a lot. And they had a lot of success going there. But, uh, you know, one thing that I saw was I saw some big guys of Kansas, on Kansas State's team, too. I mean, you know, there's their new tight end. Uh, he's a transfer. He's, I mean, he's a big, you know, strong guy, kind of a matchup issue, Briley Moore. They've got a receiver named Chabaston Taylor, Chabastain, Chabaston, who uh, is a, another big guy, real tall, you know, can get out there and uh, win some one-on-one matchup as, matchups. So, you know, I mean, this they could give OU some problems, but, um, you know, the other thing that stuck out about the OU, about, uh, pardon me, Kansas State's first game against Arkansas State was they had a real hard time blocking uh, Arkansas State's defensive line. Um, so, you know, it wouldn't shock me if uh, OU finds some uh, opportunities to really tee off on Skylar Thompson here with the pass rush. Uh, I mean, to me, it's a stay away. I think I would honestly just based on all the issues that we're hearing about for the secondary for Kansas State, I mean, I'd be tempted to lay it with OU, but I mean, I don't think it's it's not a play that I'd have a lot of conviction in. Yeah, if they said OU's going to have uh, Anton Harrison back this week, yes, I, I think yeah. they are right. Yeah, he'll be uh, he'll be playing from what I understand. I mean, you know, a lot of the guys that were gone will be back from what I understand. So you know, OU feels like they're in pretty good shape from just just based on what I'm hearing. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they'll do at uh, full strength or, or close to full strength. So Right. You know, one of the things that was kind of surprising about the Missouri State game, you know, it's easy to kind of, uh, you know, you don't want to you don't want to make mountains out of molehills. But, you know, at times the offensive line looked out of sync. Uh, and, you know, part of that was, you know, what they were doing there at left tackle. Yeah, uh, that, so, yeah exactly. You know, I mean, uh you know, Kansas State does have some pass rushers like Wyatt Hubert out there. So, you know, you got to kind of that, – that is one place where OU's going to have to, uh, you know, can't really afford to slip up a lot. But, you know, uh, I, I do think we're we're both thinking that OU wins this weekend. Yeah, yeah. I, I think in the end it's, it's pretty comfortable. Right. Did you watch any of uh, the OSU-Tulsa game? You know, I couldn't, um, but I, from what I hear, it was uh, it was ugly. Ooh, yeah, man, those teams. I mean, they just both looked really bad. Uh, you know, Oklahoma State. Uh, I guess you know they have a you know since Sanders out, they eventually went to this freshman in the second half, and he didn't look so bad. But before that, I mean, they couldn't they couldn't block Tulsa at all, man. I mean, it was it was bad. Yeah, and it will be interesting to see like how many of these early performances are you know, well we'll see how you know what teams rosters look like going forward. But how many of these early games you know like the, this OSU performance were just you know kind of COVID related and a matter of not having you know a full camp, let alone you know a spring, let alone a full fall camp with everyone together. And, and um, it, you know it, it's hard to know how much to read into them, but 
for OSU and, and the Big 12 in general, just a, a putrid start. Yeah, yeah, it hasn't has not been good. Has not been good. Uh, anything else you're watching this week? Are you uh, excited to see uh, the SEC back in action? Yeah, I mean, why not? Like, we need some more games. We need some more teams playing. So sure. I mean, none of these matchups are exactly. Um, Oh, you know, are, are that exciting, you know, but, um, of course, yeah. Who, you know, who wouldn't want to see, uh, more football, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, big Ten's coming back, you know, your boys up there, pac 12 sounds like they're going to be back too. Although that just sounds like a nightmare. Some of the stuff they're doing, like Colorado can't practice for two weeks and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. It, it just tells you where the pac 12 is now. Cause I actually hadn't heard that until just now. And I was looking on ESPN, uh, and they they they're coming back in November. Like, I mean, who? No one's talking about the Pac-12, right? I mean, right? Yeah. I mean, the the only time they're talking about them is when they're like, man, nobody's talking about the Pac-12. Exactly. <laughs> or like, what an afterthought they are, you know? I mean, Trump did his big uh, campaign to get the Big Ten back on the field. Not a word about the Pac-12, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. It uh, it's kind of a sad state of affairs out west. So. All right, man. Well, best of luck this weekend, man. Thanks so much for uh, coming on, man. Yeah, well, you know, it, it, not the most exciting slate of games again, but um, at least this week we have OU playing, so that that helps. Right, right, yeah. So or hopefully you know, playing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, as, as far as we know, there will be so. All right, well, thanks so much to uh, the Skinny for joining us, as he does every week for picks, trying not to suck. Thanks to y'all for joining us, too. Uh, make sure to rate, review, subscribe wherever it is you get your podcast. Give us a five-star review out there. Help people find uh, all this great podcasting content that we're giving giving you every week. And uh, for the Blatant Homers and Podcast, I'm Alan Kenny. Take it easy. <laughs>